Yeah. Was you I wait, no, to? no, yeah, you, you have, to. have no. to. No, we do it. No, stop, oh, stop. Okay, We're doing okay, it again. Okay. On three. Okay. One, One, two, two three. three. Perfect. That made me Good happy. Job, guys. Is that do something special? Yeah. It for me it syncs audio, so I can you know do the thing. Okay. It's fun. It's fun. Anyways, welcome back to Dysfunctional as Fuck. Today we have a guest. Um, yeah. Maddie. Hello. No. <laughs> Maddie, no, Matty. Mason. So- Sophie. There's no Sophie. There's, there's no M in my there's name. There's no M in her name. I just met her four seconds ago. I didn't even ask her name. I Kate. Did it once. Kate. Kate. Mm. Sorry, my bad. Cameron. Can't remember that. A little bit of a uh, uh, context for you guys. About five minutes ago, she looks and was like, "Hey, how do you uh, how do you guys know each other?" <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, "I know him, longtime friend, childhood best, best friend. friend. I've known him for Hang life, on. my dude. Blood brothers. Rock on. Oh. Embarrassing. <laughs> my sister. Mm. Yeah. We're blood full." That's my favorite thing too. We said we're siblings, and you said by blood. How else are you siblings? <laughs> I don't know if you were just friends. Ugh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't right. ever introduce my friends and be like, "Hey." <laughs> Sometimes that's I my- introduce my friends, and I'm like, "This is my sister, Kathy." Well, I'll be like, basically my sister, but I don't. Cam, we gotta fix this whole thing because every time I look at, I can't see you. I have I'm to, feeling really stressed no, out. To- well, there's not like a group here. What if I like? Let me just go down. Honestly, then- this table with the rod on it is <laughs> extremely distracting. Dude. Here, what about this? Is this is this better for you? That's a Can solid. You, um, there, okay. There, there we go. There we go. Now we're good. Your side angle is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be really bad. Oh I'll my god, do I have a side angle right now? Chin. Mm-hmm. No. Put yeah, your tongue through. Yeah. I did something really embarrassing at work where I like told them I know how to suck in my chin, and I did the opposite People thing where you push it do down. I can do it. Look, I can do. It. No, you got it. It's like if you ever take a picture. I sometimes when I'm doing a photo shoot, ever like I used to do this a while ago. I'd be like, tongue. "Hey, suck in your chin." They're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You know." I can't do the side profile. I'm gonna have to. This is some real life advice for people. If you're ever taking pictures, like put your tongue through your mouth and squint, clench, clench your jaw. I said squinch, but there's something if you do it, it makes it bigger. So I don't know which thing that is, but push it down. Yeah, don't do it like that. I don't try to do it now. You're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, he's vomits. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, introduce yourself a little bit. Like, who are you? What do you do? Just general. Uh, my name's Sophie. I am a nurse in the NICU. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I live here. I've lived here forever. That's you all. work with babies? What? what? You work with babies? Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I mean, I work with a lot of moms and dads as well. Fuck that. The babies, though. The babies are, those are cute. adorable. They're really cute. I'm they're really so tiny. Jealous. Some of them aren't that cute, but. What do you mean they're not that cute? They look like. When they're fresh out the womb. I you never know what you're going to get. They no, they're out. not. They're beautiful. How, don't do say you, that. It just, dude, there is juices on them. Oh, I don't them. see the juices. I see them after the juices. Oh, that's. You, but you sometimes juices, there's like Cameron? deformity. You've seen juices. juices so yeah, you've had I, was I was there for it. You were Cameron is a I dad. <laughs> Cameron's a big daddy. Ashley's your baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get her. My my friend, my Ashley, she's like one of my best friends. And I'm convinced I'm going to get her and Cameron to get married. So then that way she's my sister-in-law. Every and time I'm just I'm subliminally putting it in their heads that they love each other and that they're going to fall in love. And it's gonna happen. Baby mama. She's gonna Since be a baby mama. About it. I wanna be an aunt. I can't have kids and I'm pissed about it. So I need you to start getting married and popping out kids, Cameron, because I'm I'm too broke I, to have I a child. Just, I, just, I need children in my life, not my own. No, I, I want my own, but I'm too young, so fuck. Oh, do you plan on having kids one day? Yes, I probably will have many of them. A but lot. Like, I, I thought like four or five, probably. Nice. Don't do it. We have five kids. I think my mom wants to die every Get day. Get an even number because the odd number <laughs> is like there's always one kid. There's always, no, there's like two out. But I need, I think there needs to be an odd number because then there won't be a middle child. I've been the middle no, child. there is a middle child still. Yeah, with five, a there's yeah. a middle. No, but with an even number, there's not a middle. Oh, yes. Yes. 
She's right. There can't be two middles. There has to be one. Yeah. Three, there's a, there's a middle child. That's right. an odd number. Yeah. Yeah. Five, there's a middle child. You told Casey me you needed to have child. even numbers. I need a middle child. They have to, you have to have some fun in the family. Yeah. The middle or, child's or the best, spice. clearly. Do you have siblings? Yes, I'm the middle child. You're, ah, uh, <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah. This I'm the middle sense. and the youngest, technically both. Because with you and Chase, I'm the youngest. But then with Caroline and Maddie, I'm the middle. It's okay. I'm just objective. Caroline and Maddie. I don't have anything about you guys. Caroline and Maddie, they're um, I mean, our other two sisters. I've only two like more. What? They're twins. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Actual yeah. twins. Like, I, yeah. Like, like, they, like by blood. Like, by blood. By blood and everything. By blood. Okay. By blood. Hmm. But we've only met, like, what, eight times? Me and you? Yeah. We've only hung out, like, why eight you, times. Why right? do you count it? I've times? counted nine. Nine? Why are you guys counting? <laughs> No, I'm just like I'm I've hung out with him. That seems like a low days. number. I feel like it's been a little more than that. Maybe yeah. every time I run into you, but you're only there for like five minutes because you always go to bed at like nine p.m. This girl, you every love fu- to go to bed early. Yeah. Well, no. Really. When, we, when I used to, because I used to hang out with you guys a lot more because I'd run into you at fucking uh, Gerstle's all the time. It'd be like you know back when I used to actually drink, <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, look at this. And then I'd see, I was like, I play a game with myself, like I bet I'm going to see Sophie and Catherine there tonight. Without <laughs> fail. And then out of nowhere, I'd see like, oh my god, hi. And I'm Bet like, you haven't seen us there recently, have you? Because I haven't been Neither there. Neither have I. Mm. That's what she's telling herself. Yeah. yeah. And me too. No drinking. You know how it is. Same, I like yeah. That's, Health. Both of you are lying right now. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, she was like actually, actually. <laughs> like actually. That's fine. Congratulations on your recovery. Yeah, but I don't mind. She's like, Good job. Cameron, you are too, basically, so. Yeah, you used to be an alcoholic when I met you. I did a lot of things. <laughs> what else you do, Cameron? Yeah, share. You, share with the class. You should have me about my alcoholism. You like to get into some dirty no, stuff. Just, like I said, you understand it wasn't just alcohol. You were there for half of the well, I don't know why you're talking like that. That has to be. Where are you from? Is that your defense That's, that's my defense mechanism of speaking in a southern accent. Mm-mm-mm. But, so... I mean, have you been drinking a lot recently or like, how's that been? I actually haven't been because of work. I gra- I'm i like just finishing training, so I kind of don't have time to like mess around like that. I also started new antidepressants and it makes you sick with alcohol. So mm. it's kind of forced me not to drink, but it's good for the best. Is it not one of them that like makes you more fucked up? It Well, it is oh, also well, Lexapro. Oh, yeah. Just, it just If you just do, I mean, you're saving money. Just take yeah, a Lexapro, take one shot, and you're kind fucked. of a dangerous situation for me. I oh. don't really know how to deal with that. So wait, I just wait, stay away from me. it. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested to actually go into this a little bit. Like, you're on an antidepressant. What did that process look like? What has it actually done for you? Like, walk me through that a little bit. It takes like two to four weeks for it to actually hit. So you take it for like two weeks and you don't feel anything and it seems stupid. It's also hard to remember to take it. But then if you like take it for two weeks consistently, then like just randomly, I don't know. I just don't really have as much anxiety anymore. I feel more like go with the flow, like happy. I don't know. It just randomly hit and I don't feel as like stressed about minor inconveniences anymore, I guess. Do you ever think about, like, the amount of your mind just telling you that it's working? You're like, oh, it's been two weeks. I should start feeling better now. Yes. But I don't know. I kind of – I hate medicine, so I didn't want to get on antidepressants because I was – I just don't really think I need medicine. I think it's stupid, which I know it's not. But – so I didn't really – I don't think it was my mind. I genuinely just thought it wouldn't work. So I was just waiting for, like, three weeks to tell my doctor, get me off this because it's dumb. But then I was like, ooh, <laughs> I'm not anxious. So now I'm just going to stay on it. What do you think started the anxiety? 
I've had anxiety like forever, I'd say. I used to take medicine when I was like 15 for anxiety, but like I said, I hate medicine. So I just randomly when did you notice yourself stopped. getting anxious though? What age? Uh, I can tell you the exact time, actually a specific day. I woke up from, I had ACL recovery surgery and I woke up in the recovery room panicking. At what age? 16. 16, okay. Yeah. Oh my God, so wait, do you think like the going under for surgery yes. like, gave you anxiety? Yes. Really? Yes. That's fun. <laughs> Sue. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It was horrible. Oh my gosh. I, See, like, I can't like pinpoint when mine started at all. I just know out of nowhere. It was like it hit me and I was well, like, you always I been kind of an anxious kid. It's not true. <laughs> maybe. No, Kate, that's not true. Kate, Kate. <laughs> False. <laughs> okay, maybe I did. You, you would sit there with your eyes just big and wide like. <laughs> I was just scared you and Chase were going to start fighting. And How like, could she not be anxious? You guys her older brother. <laughs> yeah, you guys bullied me. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You bullied the shit out of me. Cameron too. didn't talk to me for four years of my life. She called Why? me. Why? No. Because you called her him fat? Oh, yeah. What'd you why. expect me to do? I was your little sister. Were you big? <laughs> yes. He was fat. <laughs> were you big? <laughs> it wasn't like he was skinny now. It's like you fat ass. You were fat. I you was, were a large person. I was big. You gotta accept truth sometimes. Yeah. Damn. But okay, so you went under, you had ACL surgery, and you came out with anxiety. <laughs> what was anxiety? Like define that for you. Um it was more so OCD. I it's very weird. I guess anesthesia can like induce like some kind of mental illness. Like I don't know, but I woke up and I was just panicked. I was looking at this wall and I was just panicking like where am I? Am I going to be okay? Like what's going on? And then I just never went away. Like and it I got diagnosed with OCD after that. And it I never struggled with that before that surgery at all. So ever. OCD like is it in the way of like you'd like move the doorknob seven times or like your family's gonna die or is it like more of like a thing? The family gonna die maybe a little bit. That's little OCD? Bit. Yeah, like it can be like, you think of it like cleanliness, but it doesn't really affect me like that. It's more like in my brain, like I'll think of a thought and I'll just repeatedly have to think about it until I solve it. Like I'll have a problem and I'll just over and over replay yeah. it, replay it until I come up with some kind of like solution. Do I have OCD? <laughs> oh my God. Are we the same person? Maybe? It, that... <laughs> No, I, don't I thought that's just like anxiety. Or like you do things, it's like called like you have obsessions and then you have compulsions, like things you do to make the obsessions yeah. feel better or to relieve anxiety temporarily. Huh. But if you see a doctor, you'll learn how to face it. And Maybe. It'll be I'm scared to go on medicine though because if you like get off of it, you can have like but withdrawals and I don't like did that. Did you learn yeah. how to face it or did they just give you a medication to deal with it? No, I well, I didn't know it was OCD for uh, four years. I didn't get diagnosed with OCD until like I was 19, I think. But I did end up eventually seeing a behavioral therapist and that changed my life. But it took a really long time to work through it. <laughs> like a long time. And I'm still not, I mean, it still affects me, but I haven't seen my therapist in so long. So you're doing better. Yeah, maybe. Like I, I <laughs> maybe. I, I, don't really I know. hope so. Yeah. I like I'm a functioning. You're getting better. I'm functioning. Like it doesn't impact me to where I can't function like it yeah. used to. But is, is your mind a good place to be in? Uh, yes. That sounds like... Cameron, does anyone like being in their own head? Yes. That's a thing. People I would... There's no way. <laughs> There's no, no way. That's an actual false. thing. You can get to that state. I wouldn't say I'm at that state. <laughs> I'm working there. I'm probably, you know, 50% there. What are you doing to work towards it? I do see a therapist, but not an OCD therapist. The, and the then, generalized therapist. Honestly, like, the therapy is, like, the only thing that I really... Do. I mean, I try to, I get really anxious when I'm alone. So I've been trying to like be alone a lot more, mm -hmm. but yeah. Like what are you, what are you and the therapist kind of like, 
is it just reliving childhood traumas and understanding that or what is that process looking like for you um well also with like my job and stuff there's also a lot of like things i like obsess about just that i see at work i can't like get things out of my head that i saw or like something really traumatic that a family went through i yeah. just like replay it until it haunts me so then I just talk about it with my therapist and she'll just like talk me through it. And then I don't feel like I need to keep thinking about it because she helped me work through it mentally, I guess. I should get back in therapy. Yeah. No, therapy's amazing. <laughs> I should good. get back in therapy. The best thing ever. Therapy is good. She's okay. so cool. Where in your life right now do you feel like you'd like to grow more? Like things that are holding you back from like being more content with being in your own head? Mm. Um, I'd probably say like the people I surround myself with, maybe like that's probably a place I need further growth. I'm very um, accepting. I feel like I'm very accepting of all. Like I just love all people because I just love people in general. But I don't really know. I have bad intuition about like who is a good person to keep around and who's not, I guess. Like I don't have a good judge of character right off the bat. Um, so I'd say I need to like do better at that because I get in my head a lot just with unhealthy friendships and relationships. So if I can learn how to manage my friendships and like actually invest in the healthy ones and get rid of the toxic ones, that would probably be a good place to start, I guess. Yeah. Do you ever evaluate how you feel after you hang out with somebody? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> what is does that gauge? Can you trust that gauge? You feel like that's pretty, pretty accurate? I don't know, because sometimes I just feel anxious after I hang out with people just all the time. So it's kind of hard to tell if my anxiety is just stemming from, like, social anxiety or if it's stemming from, like, that is an unhealthy friendship or there's something not right here. I don't know. Like, is it something where it's, like, you can't tell if it's coming from your intuition being, like, this isn't good? Or is yeah. it just your anxiety being, like, oh, what if, what if, what And you can't tell yes. the between if it's a good person or if it's just your anxiety like, yeah. within your head? Yeah, because OCD, a lot of it is, like, you have thoughts that are rational, but you also have irrational. Yeah. So it's hard to like debate which one, which thoughts are rational and irrational. So when I'm like anxious, I'll be like, okay, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I've had a lot of bad situations with friends. And so I'll sit there and be like, okay, is this going to happen again? Is this person about to do this again? Like, am I about to be screwed over again? Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's irrational. And I'm like, wait, but is it? <laughs> I, yeah. can't, I don't know. Yeah. So it's really what's your, what's your default uh, blaming mechanism when something goes wrong? Or what do you find yourself often doing? Like most of your friendships that have failed, has it been someone else's fault or your fault? Um, it's been someone else's fault, but I would say I blame myself. Like that's my first go-to because it's just easier to blame myself. How do you blame yourself? Um, well, normally like if I'm dealing with somebody that was absolutely ridiculous and yeah. a friendship that's ending over something crazy, they're blaming me already because that's what they do. And then I'm sitting there just like, are they right? Are they wrong? Is that true? False? Like, am I everything they just said? Or is this them just deflecting? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't even remember what you asked. <laughs> I don't no, no idea. No, yeah. Talk, I mean, just talking about friendships. I feel like um, when a friendship is going wrong, and you are defaulting into blaming yourself, it's important to take responsibility, but you don't need to like handle the weight of the blame. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to internalize everything and be like, oh, this is, because here's, here's something interesting about life. If Kate does something that makes me mad or someone cuts me off in traffic or if someone screws me over in a business deal and I lose thousands of dollars, none of that is anyone's fault. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's changing is that my brain is interpreting those situations as negative. My brain is the one that's causing me pain. There's nothing else out there. 
Right. The only, the only way someone else can cause harm to me is physical. That's the only way yes. it can ever happen. Outside of that, it's my brain internalizing it and causing it. So I think that's a good mechanism to kind of base all of your interactions off of being like, oh, like, I'm, they're not hurting me. I'm just hurting myself. Yes. That's a great way to think about it. It's also like when someone hurts you, if you don't forgive, I've thought about this so many times. I'm like, if you don't forgive them, that's literally only impacting you. Like it's not impacting them at all. They don't care if you forgive them or not. (laughs) It's not going to change what they think. Yeah. So when you open my blinds, should I just think like, this is just something making me angry. Cameron yeah. walks in my house you every day and opens up every every blind in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every time. I'm trying to watch Not TV surprised. and it's like, it's glaring off the TV. It's so annoying. Um, well, you also sleep in normally until like one or noon. Does it affect you? No, it seems like your internal thoughts. Uh-uh. Well, I'm saying I want better for you. So it's a little bit of a jab. You're like, hey, get up, bitch. Jabs don't seem like you want better. <laughs> like, now get into that. Just like, get a little better. Let's dive into those jabs. All the jabs. I mean, so you, when you're like dealing with people, <laughs> when you're dealing with people like every day, do you have like a like a moral compass or like a structure that you base everything off of? You can be like, okay, I know this is right. I know this is wrong. I can, I can, like, if I follow this structure, I can eventually deduct if this was good or bad. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten better at that. I've been, I mean, I would say I went through a large phase where I wasn't sure like what was wrong and right anymore. And I was like hearing, you know, I was having kind of like identity trying to hear like all the different sides and make my own opinions different than just like growing up and just taking what my parents told me and just believing it. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I have more of a moral compass now, but I also, like I said, I feel like when I meet people, everybody puts up a front, you know, like tries to like whatever and I can't really tell like who I don't know I can't really tell who's genuine and who's not I guess repost yeah what so question what does it mean to be genuine I would say being like the same around every single person you're with like no matter who you're with you're just like the same person and you're just true to like what you think and who you are versus like putting on a show for different groups but based on their beliefs you put on a show for everybody then you're in a lot of trouble for life because eventually you're not going to be able to put on that show anymore and nobody's going to know you. You're just going to be somebody completely different. Yeah. Well, the, I'm just saying that because like when it comes in the, like if I meet someone and it's like, Oh, they're not being genuine. Or if I feel a certain way about it, it's like, is it that, or are they just not comfortable with themselves? So yeah. is, am I going to take that as a reflection of like, Oh, that person's not good or they're lacking in some form. Or is it like, Oh, I'm going to have empathy for you because I just know that you're not, you're not comfortable yet. You're insecure. You're scared. Like I think mm-hmm. celebrities all the time. Like why the fuck do you feel like you need to have all these crazy things and money and all this stuff, which is it's, those things are good to have. And like certain personas are, are fine to have, but at the end of the day, like, is that really who you are? Yeah. And that's where I feel back. So I'm like, I feel like deep down people innately want better. They don't want to be hated. They don't want that. Like there's a lot of things that kind of want, to make them feel loved they want to feel cared for so yeah no i agree i don't know i i think it could either be people are not genuine at first because they're insecure or like i don't know i've definitely had thoughts where i like meet people and i know like their moral compass so then i like have had thoughts where i'm like i don't want them to know that mine is different than theirs like i don't want them to judge judge me i or guess a problem out of it yeah, yeah. or like just I, I think it all stems from like what like how much you care what people think really but i guess it could be 
I mean, if you're not genuine when you meet someone, it's either just a lack of security in yourself or just caring way too much what they think of you. And you just want to like put up a show because you don't know how they'll react. Yeah. Well, so here, then what is your moral compass? Like, what does that involve? Mm, I would say, I mean, honesty all around. That's why I feel like it's important to be the same around everybody. That's something I've really tried to like work on this past year is because I've feel like dishonesty is like the common denominator in all of my friendships that was full. Yeah. Catherine? How about if you guys actually, had a rod was, on that table, it wouldn't have fallen. We have a rod. <laughs> the rod. Where? It's, it's, just the it was rod. actually you moving Where did you get mic? these tables? Um, I think TJ Maxx. Mm, that explains it. With the rods. Sorry. I don't remember what I was saying. It's Honesty. <laughs> Honesty. Honesty. Like, Honesty is key. What, what is that involved? Um, being the same around everybody. I mean, just being honest in your opinions, being, I don't want to be friends with somebody who's just going to tell me what I want to hear. Tell me like the truth, but in love, I guess. Um, being honest about like, I don't know, like just me, me and Kathy, like if being honest about what we're doing, like our thoughts, our opinions, like I just want to know every part of my friends and like the truth of who they are, what they feel. If I hurt your feelings, tell me the truth instead of like, you know, just honesty all around. I feel like is like the main thing that I'm looking for in all relationships. Transparency. Yes. And like same goals, like goal oriented. Like what do you want to do with your life? So people that are driven. Yes. And what scale of drive is is uh, acceptable for you? Um, I don't know. I don't really see it as a scale. I just see it as like, pers- like working hard to pursue your passions. Like if you have passions and you're doing things actively to like get meet those goals, I guess, would be driven in my mind. But I think that looks different for everybody. Like everybody's passions are so different. Like, so that could be like the world's best school bus driver to someone owning like a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Equal in that mindset. Just have like a good work ethic. Like they're yes. like they care about what they do and they put energy into it. Yeah. Like it's not like trying to make the most money or like be the most successful. It's just like do what you want to do and like work hard to get there. I guess. Well, so with that, you value transparency, work ethic. Mm-hmm. Now, when you deal with a moral situation, like let's say if someone cheats on somebody else, like how do you view that and approach that? Piece of shit. Yeah, uh, that's a really hard one. Um, I would say, well, I mean, definitely speaking the truth about that, but also I am a big proponent of like loving people through their mistakes i guess it just depends like if i'm the one being cheated on then don't ever come near me again or i'll yeah. call the police or like probably just physically attack but yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding but um if it's a friend i feel like you have to love them through it and just speak like hard truth to them i mean i don't think just because somebody makes a bad call or does something horrible that's just not even a bad call it's just plain awful but i mean i don't think that means i need to just dip on the friendship because they like broke my moral compass it would just mean like definitely probably put up a red flag yeah yeah for sure like doesn't that because like for me if i had a friend who cheated on their significant other like right i think yes of course i can't just like stop being friends with them but at the end of the day like in the back of my head i'm always gonna be like yeah you know what does that say about your you as a whole you know what i mean like you're able to do that to someone so for me it would just like a red flag yes like it's kind of just like a huh and i think internally i'd kind of well, I feel like people myself. have one-off mistakes all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to fuck up no matter what. But if it's, like, a reoccurring thing to where, you know, if you have somebody that I have to do with some other friendships. If someone drinks all the time, if they mm-hmm. drugs all the time, like, it's not 
that I don't care about you, but it's that I need to separate myself from you just because, you know, our lives are aligning right now. You know, if you ever need help, you can come back, but your energy that you're giving off is just not going to work with what I'm, what I'm trying to do. It's not going to influence me the right way. It's not going to function really yep. with that. Mm-hmm. So when, when do you kind of figure out of like, oh, I need to pull back or, you know, quote unquote, just loving someone through it? Yeah, I think what you said is good. Like if they, if it's like a repetitive, it, there's a difference between making a mistake and then like having like a consistent pattern of um, behavior, I guess. So I feel like if you're starting to notice a pattern in somebody, that would be a good time to make separation yep. because you kind of, I mean, I think it's true. Like you kind of become who you're around to a certain extent. So if you're like surrounding yourself with somebody who thinks that behavior is okay, or I don't know what's going to stop them from doing that to you if they do it to everybody else mm-hmm. type thing. I don't know. I have friends that that is the case. So it's, it's a hard place to, I have to, one thing I have to watch myself on a lot is like, you know, like ca- casual shit talking. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Like Kate and I do this too, where it's like we'll casually say like, um, like, and we'll just bring it up in conversation. It's like a, it's not like there's hate behind it or anything, but I need to be mindful of it just because if I do that, if if I do that, I'm already inviting that kind of energy into my life, and it's hard because every once in a while, uh, I shit on my sisters just because I'm like. Carol, Caroline and Maddie, I'm just, nah, and I'll, and I'll vent to you and say stuff. Mm-hmm. And I need, I know that I need to be mindful of being like, okay, just don't, you don't need to say it in that way sometimes, or like, it doesn't need to be voiced like that. Like try, when you have an issue, try solving it, try fixing it versus just bringing that negative energy into light. Yeah. Being like, oh, fucking. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But yeah. there's also a difference between shit talking and venting. Yes. Yeah. But I'm. Also, it's factual. It's not shit talking. It's the truth. True. Yes, but if that, if negative truths are <laughs> inhabiting your vocabulary often, but are you saying in like a hateful way, like energy. oh this person did this and this? Or are you just saying like, dude, like well, no, earlier so it's today the, when yeah. this happened, it kind of pissed me off. Like I need to vent about it. That's different than shit talking. Yes, but I think there's a very fine line of intentionality there. That and is then, such a big word, Jesus. Intentionality. Intentionality. Not that big of a word. That's five syllables. But it's kind, yeah. it's kind of it's like um. So like when you're sick, instead of saying, oh, I'm sick, I'm just, I feel, I feel like shit, oh my God. Instead of saying that, saying, I'm getting better every minute. And it's kind of like changing your vocabulary to being more like, you know what, I acknowledge the negative things, negative traits that people inhabit, but I'm going to change the verbiage to something that's more positive so I can allow better things into my life and into your life and everything else. Because imagine how you feel if you hang out with someone and all they fucking do is vent. <laughs> that's tiring for you. Yeah. Exhausting. It's, it's draining because it's negative. So if it's venting or, or whatever it is, it's a, it's a negative thing that's draining other people. So that's why I'm just saying like, especially for me, I know I need to work on this. Uh, we could both work on this. Like, no, because here's the thing. You're my sibling. <laughs> I get the freeway that <laughs> I can talk freeway. to you about anything. And it doesn't matter anyone. if it's venting, like to shit, to shit. It doesn't really matter for my sibling. It's like, it's like I'm allowed to, yeah, dude, I'm, if you're pissing me off, I'm going to, well, I feel like here's what happens a lot. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you'll come at me with a lot of energy sometimes over an issue or something like that, mm-hmm. and then I'll just kind of kill the energy. No, yeah, he does that all the time. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'll- when I something like that is happening, I'm spiraling <laughs> in my head, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, and he's just like, okay, why does it matter? I'm just like, mm-hmm. good question. Mm-hmm. And then I know where I'd be like, oh, okay, and then I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. 
he's like, Kate, just relax, chill out. Like, it's not that deep. Like, it's, you're like. But it is that deep. But it is. And before, like, I call him, it's like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I'm flipping my shit. And then you well, calm me down. And then it almost makes you flip even more because he's like, it's he's fine. so calm. And he's you're like, like. He's like, back in like 1718 when Buddha said. It's <laughs> like. Peace. I'm, call, I'm like, I hang up. I'm like, I'm calling Mandy. Drew <laughs> be like, yeah, fuck him. I'm like, yeah, fuck him. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, but, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, without, because I've done the same thing. I've been in places where I'll call someone and, you know, I'll get, but here's the thing. The advice that was calm and there stuck with me way longer. That's the shit I remember. Oh, today. yeah. When I, I Versus, take your advice. I just want to. No, and I get the yeah. venting. It's just interesting to like, it, it's kind of just being aware of like, what kind of, do you want to be the person that people just call and talk shit to? Or do you want to be the person that people call and they're like, I want to actually figure out something. Or like, I actually nice. want to change. And I mean, that's, and that's kind of just up to you, like what you want to be as a person. But mm-hmm. it's just something to be, be mindful of when we are, because I know we're all young and we do this. I mean, sure we've done it when we hung out and been like, ah, oh, when fucking da 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 does this, we're. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's plenty <laughs> of people that we get frustrated of. And there's plenty of things that I get frustrated about people do. Like, what are, here, here's a good question. What are some things that people do that to other people are normal, but to you, piss you the fuck off wait say that question one more time like things that are like normally social socially acceptable or kind of like casual but to you you're like what the fuck is this hmm Ooh. that's a you hard 10 question. seconds oh gosh 10 seconds um right. well i mean i the only thing i can think of is what you were just talking about like everybody it's socially acceptable to just trash on whoever you want to in public settings and i think that's just gross i don't see why you would do that i mean unless they deserve it (laughs) but i don't know i feel like that's socially acceptable everybody just talks crap about everybody all the time yeah so negative talk yeah i can you think of anything else see that was so much more intelligent i'm thinking of like when people just put their dishes in the sink and they don't rinse it, that pisses me off. No, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Except Thank I you. do that every day. That's messed up. You need to fix that, dude. Like, why do you have a full plate of food and you just put it in the sink? Like, scrape your plate and rinse it and put it in the sink. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, I do scrape my plate. I just don't always rinse it. Okay, but you don't just, like, put, like, a plate of whole... Like, I swear. In like, the sink? Yes, I've had people... Like, I've had lived with people and they just take their plate full... It could be full of food. Like, you just got done eating, but you didn't finish it and they just put it in the sink. That's how you get mush. I I want to, I want to, it makes me physically angry. That's how my, I like look at it. So we might always, it's always when I have to do dishes too. It's always my turn or something. Mm. And then there's just like a a half a piece of steak and mac and cheese in the corner. A whole dinner filet is in the corner. And I have to put that shit down the garbage disposal, like pick it up. It's disgusting. And wet food. That's another thing. Icky. Ew. That's disgusting. Yeah. Mine wasn't as intelligent, but. So another topic to kind of go down a little bit. How is like dating life been? (laughs) <laughs> that's always interesting. she's like i want to die you know i've got something to say about that i was looking at this um <laughs> she's like i'm not gonna do it anymore i'm fucking I've, done i'm done um i saw this list the other day and it is a list of the worst cities in the united states <laughs> to date and louisville kentucky along with detroit michigan is like number i'm pretty sure like three top something. three yeah, yeah. It is. i saw that too in Kansas City, we all saw that coming. Well, but yeah, shocker. Yeah, so um, I'm taking that to mean that I need to move away because this city is not for dating. 
Well, okay. So besides a list that was published on the internet, that probably has no real basis. Um, yeah, it was a dot com, so not sick. reliable. Uh, what actual reasons are you encountering? Um, I think that it's just hard to tell who, like, I don't know who's trustworthy and who's not. I don't know. I've never, ever dealt with somebody who is. So, LOL, I don't know. Like, what do you mean by trustworthy? Like, somebody who's not going to cheat on you or, like, what? It, what is, like, explain a little more. Yeah, I'd say, like, the cheating is probably one of the things that I don't want to experience again. Um, just, like, honesty in general. Like, I've just never been told the truth to in my entire life in a relationship so if i could find a dude that's honest that would be cool if there are any out there i'm sure there are but there's, there's very few it's just like few and far between like they must just really be in like the crevices of the city because they're not in the main areas maybe you, they are i'm probably not in the main areas do you feel like you're, you're in the cracks you're in the crevices <laughs> of the city you're like i live in a cave i don't know where these men yeah, are i'm living yeah well Here's the thing. Do you feel like you're honest with yourself? In what way? Every way. No. <laughs> probably, oh. probably not. Like, I mean, no. I, I would say I tell myself certain things to help myself sleep at night. Mm. Well, so when I hear... <laughs> <Kate's> wild, <laughs> this conversation was too much for her. Wild. No, I, when I hear... When people say that they encounter like a common thread in a relationship that's been failing, it often is a reflection of yourself mm -hmm. because you attract what you view within yourself. So if you're not honest with yourself and the things that you think and care about, then other people are going to see that and be drawn to that. Other people who are dishonest, other people who do in encounter those things. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, I even have a similar thing with friendships. Like I was like, Oh my God, I need some fucking friends that are more intellectual. Cause I have been and I love them, but I need more friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just, I just want to hang out. Like I want to meet more people. Like I really like people. And you know, I would just walk in the park by myself and just think and meditate on it and be like, okay, how the fuck am I supposed to, like, meet people now? Because in my head, I was similar to you where it's like, ah, oh, fucking dot .com said Louisville's a piece of shit. And I'm just going <laughs> to justify everything being a piece of shit. And that's the reason why versus being like, oh, I probably need to put out energy that I want to receive. Yeah. I also think, like, you're – Got to make sure you're looking in the right places, too. I mean, that's a hard It's kind of like if you go out thing. to bars, are you going <laughs> to meet accept. the person you're going to meet no. at a bar? No, probably not. I mean, I guess you could, but oh, there's limits. It's like very. Yeah. Well, then it's like, what do you, what can you do to find people that are going to be in the places you want? Like, that's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. I mean, I would say something I want long term would be someone who has the same like religious beliefs that I do, but I don't, I mean, the, way I would find those people is being surrounded by people and Christians, I guess people who have the same beliefs as I do, but I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say I like surround myself with, I mean, I have lots of people that I've known since I was born that yeah. are solid people, but I don't really like immerse myself in a community that all believes that or, and I don't want to really either. But if I'm looking for like a spouse in the long run, I don't think I'm going to find them in the, clubs you know yeah. dancing on the dance floor hammered probably not oh you gotta find the good christian man at a club yeah i don't think i'm gonna find that that honest good christian man dancing out there maybe maybe i mean maybe I, I want a person who's like gonna have fun and like yeah. it's not like you don't want someone who's like bible thumper like gonna smack you in the face with yeah the bible, i don't want someone like, who's like i kiss alcohol a sip of alcohol is just like but you want someone that's like believes in god yeah has a good like relationship has the same with like, basis yeah just is a religious person, but also 
doesn't isn't like no like you cannot yes like you may not you may not do this this. and this thou shall not pass like that type of shit yeah that is what I'm well do you feel like someone needs to be a Christian to be a good person no not at all no I think I love hearing like all the different beliefs and opinions and I think there's incredible people that are not Christians I mean and there's just so many I mean I understand like there's a million different arguments for a million different beliefs so like I think listening and hearing and understanding is very important I don't think at all that people who are Christians are not good people by any means I think they're bad people that are Christians so yeah. a lot of them well so yeah. what, what makes you do you identify as Christian I wouldn't say I identify as Christian really I I kind of um I kind of have I'm not really like I wouldn't label it necessarily I like believe spiritual? yes like I believe okay. my I believe some of the things of Christianity but I also disagree with some things as well mm. so I don't know I wouldn't say Christian necessarily. Have you dived like deep into your faith of whatever, whatever that looks like? Like, what is that structure you kind of base everything on? What does it look like for you? Um, I, I think that I was raised in an extremely, like I went to a Christian classical school from preschool till I graduated high school. And so I was in all these beliefs were like ingrained in my brain from birth. So when I went to college, I like just, I don't know. I had a huge identity crisis. I'm like, okay, I was told all my life that these things are right and wrong. And like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. These are the people you hang out with, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then I think I kind of went through my own thing of like, okay, separate from what I've been told and try to actually like analyze it from a blank canvas, like what I actually believe. And I would say it it was extremely, I mean, difficult (laughs) to separate, but I, I think I've kind of like picked apart like what I agree with from the beliefs I was raised with versus like what I don't think is right necessarily anymore after seeing different groups of people for once in college. Like I had only been surrounded by like the same people, Mm -hmm. Christians who had been sheltered for my whole entire life until college. Yeah. So now I feel like I kind of have a better gauge of like where people are coming from and why people make these like, I don't know. I was just told that's wrong, but now I'm like, okay, I understand now. Like yeah, I yeah. hear what they're saying. It's yeah. not just clear cut necessarily all the time. Well, so what do you understand? Like what what is this uh, belief structure you have? Um, I think, oh, that's such a broad question. Like I don't even know how to answer that. Um, I definitely believe in God and I believe in like the story of the Bible and all of that. Um, I do believe that there's right and wrong of course but i am i'm still like in the process of like exploring like i don't know there's a lot of like controversial things that i this i don't really know how to answer that <laughs> there's have, a lot of controversial you, things that could come up and i don't know you're like i don't know what to say that. i don't know Why? if i want no, like, i mean so do you know ram das who that is mm-hmm. do you have you looked into like stoicism and like buddhism and all those other philosophies and like stuff um i haven't really looked into buddhism and I don't know what the other thing is that you stoicism. said. No, I don't even know what the fuck. So uh, stoicism is basically not being re- reactionary to the world and uh, being able to hold yourself to a high standard, but then be very compassionate with other people. There's like 50 laws and about there's a book written so by Marcus. Are you, are you about it. I I think I align with a lot of sto- stoic philosophies. I like yeah. that, and I like Ram, Ram Dass's philosophies a lot. Kind of within my least structured midnight gospel. They talk about Ram Dass in that. So that's like kind of some of those like ideologies they reference to during that. 
what's like their like what's it called again Sto stoicism stoicism what's their like how do they think the world like so stoicism is a, here. is a philosophy structure and they base everything off of like you know so one of the things they talk about is do you just be a philosopher are you just a thinker or like what are you supposed to do with your life all day it's like well what are you put here to do human body's meant to move that's what we do we have joints so we can move our arm we have feet so we can walk so part of the reason they believe we're here is to do is to act mm -hmm. so don't just be a thinker don't just be someone who exists be someone who does and it's the act of doing so they don't have too much uh, worry about why we got here because that's not relevant to that. It's relevant to what am I going to do right here, right now? Because mm. I'm not going to exist uh, yesterday and I'm not going to know tomorrow. So if there's anything that I'm going to do, it's going to be right now. And it's going to mm. be being very present in the moment and understanding all those ideologies. So it's kind of much more of like, okay, how can I be a human being nowadays that can exist versus someone who is telling everyone else how to, how to do something? So it's an internal structure that you can base for yourself. And then when you get to these other philosophies like Ram Dass, then it's like, okay, I have a structure I can do within myself. Now, how do I, how do I interact with other human beings? What does that look like? Um, and that's where all the other philosophies come in with like spirituality and energy, and like all this other stuff that gets really interesting. Mm, that is interesting. I, I highly recommend lo looking into it. Yeah. Those so do they just think that, do you just... Do you hold the belief that like it, the brain just can't comprehend like how the earth got here, like all of the beginning and the end and all that, like the brain just can't comprehend it? No, so it. here, um, this is one uh, ideology that I've, I've told Kate about. The, uh, the law of conservation, nothing can ever be created nor destroyed. It's one of the um, Newtonian laws. So that chair right there is a chair right now. I could incinerate it and it would become atoms. Those atoms would then hit somewhere and do something else and transform and keep changing. So in order for any of us to exist, something had to give. So in the order that we're here now, there was a give and take. And when we go, there will be a take and a give. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like all this around us right now used to be something else. We used to be something else. That was whatever it is. And it's not reincarnation. It's just it's science. Like atoms, the blood, fucking everything. It's a give and a take. So even food, you got to think about it. like, okay, uh, in order for you to be born, you had to take from your mom, take from the food, and that's how you existed. You're an um, amalgamation of all those things. So that's kind of the philosophy of some of those ideologies. And then it's like, okay, and in that sense, everything's connected because everything was, was once something and then will be something else. Mm. That's where I'm like, uh, and for me, that's something I've kind of like recently discovered and I've been like, this is sick. Yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool viewpoint. How yeah. do you not worry about how everything was like started? It's exhausting to even think about it. Really, it, like, it makes me spiral. Thinking about after I, is also even more stressful than last night. I almost spiraled. I was sitting there and I was like falling asleep, and I was like, because like I was like, I need to come to terms with death. Like I'm fucking terrified to die. Yeah. Like yes, I believe that there's a heaven and all this, but there's always in the back of my head like, well, what if? Well, what if? Well, what if? You know what I mean? Like I don't know for a fact. And last night I was like, well, it won't, won't be that bad. It's just like falling asleep, and then I was like, but it's not. Like yeah, like darkness for the rest of your darkness. Life. No, you don't have a thought. Like there's not a thought behind your eyes. Like a dog. Like, like there's nothing, and it's like freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. And then like I'll have people where it's like, oh well, you just need to like you know really dive into like your faith and like have more faith that there's like heaven and stuff. And it's like yes, but what if? I don't know that right. for a fact. 
What if I'm in hell? Okay, that's even worse. Fuck. Well, think about, I think with most, most religions, which I don't enjoy a lot, is the idea of heaven and hell. I don't mm-hmm. think that's very, like a good construct because it's like, oh, if I do this during my life, I get this thing. I get to have something. It's mine. I earned it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you in your entire existence never came to terms with death. It knocked on your door. It came and said hello. And you were like, it's okay. I'm going to go somewhere nice. And he's like. No, you're, you're going to burn. A, he, well, no. He's, <laughs> like, death is like, you're not going to have a conversation with me. We're not going to talk about this. You're like, No, I don't need to. I have another plan. And you're like, he's like, well, I'm here. I'm here for you. And I, and I, and even almost in a comforting way, like this is for you right now. Like I'm, I'm giving you this. We should talk about it. Like we should kind of figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't ever come to terms with their mortality. They, they constantly think every single day that they're not going to die. They think oh, yeah. that life is going to keep going and that everything's going to be fine. And it's like, it could be. Yeah. But if not, I'm a spiral. You don't have to spiral. Though. Okay. <laughs> God, I can't wait to die. Just no. Everlasting can't. nothingness. I'm saying Great. if you, if you I feel <laughs> so much better. Okay. Wouldn't it feel nice to know that you will never truly be gone? Do you know that for a fact? Uh, from the law of conservation, yeah. Like your your atoms, the things that make you you are never gonna be gone. Yeah, but my noggin. I mean that the mush and the synapses are still gonna same thing. My synapses are gonna stop working. That's what death okay. No, but I'm saying the, the, the atoms that make you are gonna transform. So you those. think the atoms will just Go somewhere else. So this is basically like a more scientific. You your your belief is that there's more scientific way of reincarnation, but it's more scientific. Scientific is a funny word. Um, no, it's not. It's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not, so dumb. Just like, <laughs> scientific funny word. Even, sorry, that's. I'm sorry. I don't even think scientific is a, a word, but is it not? It's bound to be a word. It has to be a word. Scientific like philosophize. Philosophize. If philosophize that's is not a fu- word. Is that a word? <laughs> Okay, you look really dumb right now. Okay, now I look dumb. Damn it. It's fun. Dysfunctional. Dysfunctional as fuck. But, that, I mean, so it's, and then you get into the conversation of the soul and is there yes. a soul yes. and what that means. And I like to think of the soul as, as love and what that is. So when you apply the ideology of like, oh, um, if nothing can ever be created nor destroyed, and that includes energy, then the love that I feel for someone else or the relationships that we have or that connection that we feel is never truly going to be gone. It's going to go away, but that means someone else is going to then experience it. So I think our, I think if I had to put it into words, our essence is going to eventually be a part of someone else or something else. And that, and it could look like someone falling down the street and a stranger helping them up. And that is the part of you that was caring about somebody one day. Mm. So that is now living on in that sense. And it could spread out to a thousand other things. So you think you're the essence of somebody else that has died before you? Well, I think there's things about me that are probably like, oh my God, generational trauma and generational fucking like things that have happened, like our ancestors and all the things they've been through, even just within our own bloodline. Like we know a lot of stuff within our own family that's like, oh shit. Like we do the shit that our family did. Oh yeah. We We do the shit their ancestors did so think mm-hmm. about like the reason that you're you know having a really hard time finding someone to love is because fucking forever ago they probably felt the same thing yeah but don't on. you think that can generational trauma is passed down through the parents not energy you know what i mean because like if 
you see these, like, for instance, alcoholism. Mm -hmm. That's clearly in our fucking family. They learned it from their parents, which is their parents, which is their parents, and it gets passed down. Even if, like, mom, for instance, right, she came from a horrible background of drug addicts and all those other things. Yeah, she doesn't do drugs. She's not a fucking tweaker. But she has addictions in other ways that can show up. So, and then you get into, like, oh, forming an addiction, and it's like, well, to a certain point, someone else did something. If it was a parent or someone else, because you yeah, could have had two true. loving parents, or you could have someone that maybe took advantage of someone as a kid, or hurt someone in a, in a, in a very real way, and that energy was then instilled throughout the family. So if you don't ever, this is why I think it's so important to dive into the self, because you you have the power to influence a fuckload of things. If you're an anxious, scared, insecure person, like that energy that you're embedding in yourself will eventually go one day and you're going to spread that out. Like what energy do you want to spread to everyone else that you know and you love and you care about? That's mm-hmm. what, and that, and that is why when we have conversations or venting or things like that, I'm, I try to be very analytical about like, Oh, how do I want to present this situation? Because what energy do I want to give out in the world? Mm-hmm. How do I want to promote myself? How do I want to exist? It, fucking living on, Living on, having a legacy, a legacy. Like, what does that look like? Legacy is being kind. I want kindness to be a legacy. I want love. I want understanding. I want uh, honesty. Like, those are legacy things. It's not the fucking businesses or the money or anything. Hmm. Yeah. You just said that, and the only thing I thought in my head was like, oh, if Cameron dies, (laughs) (laughs) he'll be sprinkled on. Be, I was just like, what do I, you want to say that? Community. Like, Cameron was a love. Do you want to be cremated or buried? I don't it's, care. You don't care. I don't think it's relevant. You're no fun. Are you going to do- donate your organs? I have a small fear, so I'm not going to do that. Wait, what? No. <laughs> You're not going to donate not? organs? You're dead. What about somebody who needs them? I'm no, doing it. So that's the all, one Take of my, all of me. This is an irrational fear. I'll admit it. It's a real thing. That I'm gonna die and not really be dead. Like there's gonna be some light still on. Oh, no, I never had that fear. I feel like when I'm dead, I know my bitch ass gonna be. Dead. Lights are gonna be out because there's not even there's barely lights up in there now. You know what I mean? <laughs> lights <laughs> are already out. <laughs> they're already AAA batteries. Like we're <laughs> like, not running full potential. Yeah, they're yeah. they're gone. No, I want them. You can take all my shit. Someone can live through my death. See, that's what I think is beautiful. Like you're saying, like yeah, energy, yeah. like whatever. But yeah. that is something like if I end up passing, unfortunately, like. But at least like, what if? I mean, my lungs, you definitely can't take those bad boys. They're fucked. But everything else, have at it. My heart probably shouldn't take that either. My heart's pretty good right but now. The I think. Brain, uh, honestly, I'm not going to donate my organs. None of them will be good for anybody. You could take like my eyeballs because they do that. I got, I'm actually kind of, no, no, they, no, can they can't, right? I don't know. I swear, your, they can take your skin. A, I have really soft skin. I, that would be a weird organ to no but they do that somebody. don't they they do skin grafts they do skin they'll take your skin oh duh yeah yeah oh, oh, grafts. yeah like they'll take it off again like yeah they can just get grafts a bunch of other stuff to think about yeah. what, what do Wait, you that's think that's weird i don't no i don't want to be skinned Question. i don't want to be skinned if you guys had the option to live forever would you do it yes no why well because i i believe in like heaven really yeah like i want to go to heaven i'm like yeah, very interested in going there no pain? Are you kidding? Please. Take I think me. pain's beautiful, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, his pain is like, yeah, it's this terrible thing, but so many good things come out of it. That's what I like. Like, life within itself, like, all emotions are so beautiful. Like, happiness, pain, sadness, you're still feeling. You know, the 
heaven sometimes seems scary too because it's like, oh, there's no pain, there's no nothing, so what, I'm always happy. Mm-hmm. But then that doesn't seem realistic because I've never experienced it, which makes sense. Yeah. If you never experience pain, do you think you know what happiness is? No. I think pain is so important for life. I mean, for growth and everything. But I don't know. I feel like if you lived forever, part of what like motivates people to like do anything is that mm. our time here is so yeah. short. Like we, That's we're true. only here for such a short amount of time in the grand scheme. Yeah. Like we're literally a mist that just like in the world has been here for this long and we're here for like, you can't even see it on the timeline yeah. because of how small it is. That's so true. I'm like, if we were here forever, there would be no rush to like do anything. You would just be like, I have so much time all the time. So yeah, why do you chill. want to go to heaven then? Um. Well, I just, after I've been here and done my, my work, you know, like lived my life, impacted people. I just, I mean, that's, I believe that, I mean, a lot of the people that I love will be in heaven. So I want to go there because that's where all of them will be. That's where God is. I want to meet God. I have so many questions for him. <laughs> I, I have so many list. things to ask him. Yeah. I mean, he better be ready to sit there for hours and hours. He's going to sit probably like, turn Never mind. Go to hell. You're question. Like, you go to heaven. There's no pain. Everyone's there. You spend eternity with everybody. You learn mm-hmm. everything. What then? I don't think any. I don't. That is what I can't. I don't know. Because isn't that that's hard to think about? Like, I guess you're just forever? there forever. Yeah, like it's living that's forever. The same regardless. thing is living forever. But I imagine it as like I don't think it's something that the human brain can wrap their head around eternity in heaven. But I just imagine it like it kind of. If I think about it too much, it brings me a little bit of anxiety just because I'm like, how in the world could I be yep. happy and peaceful and no problems forever? That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think we can wrap our heads around it but i i just think that it would just be bliss like if if i believe that the bible is true so i believe that if it's described as that then that's what it will be there's but a, i don't know <laughs> there's a theory that i've been working on called the neverland theory and it basically goes into the ideology of and i, I texted her this thing i'm gonna and, read it just so you guys know i'm it's like 11 o'clock at night and i get this random text from cameron neverland yeah she'll read it i'll read it it was, little, it was just something I was thinking about. This is, first of all, this is how the conversation goes. You awake, we are at the car. Neverland is the idea that we will... <laughs> <laughs> no entrance, just no, dove right just, in. Quote, Neverland is the idea that we will never truly be as happy as we were as children. Don't aspire for Neverland. Aspire to be the land you inhibit today. How does that quote make you feel? Comforting. <laughs> That's all I said. Then he sent me a MacBook. The, comforting. Comforting. That's all I said. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends how you define happiness. Like, yeah, I would say I was the happiest as a kid because I didn't know anything and I didn't understand the world yeah, like, at all. Everything was just peaches and butterflies. Bliss, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think there's just a different, it's just different happiness in different phases. Like when you have a kid, I mean, that will probably be the happiest time of my life. For that. Maybe, yeah. I'm so excited for that day. I don't know why that was like the first example I said because I'm terrified for that, but I don't know. I just think it depends on the phase of life that you're in. It's like kind of how fun is defined differently as you grow up. Like yeah. everything just changes. Like the same fun I had when I was seven would not be fun now. I mean, it probably would be actually. Yeah, what are you talking about playing with Barbies? Like, I don't know why I said that. that. Yeah, I would love to play with my Barbies. Well, and here's the ideology <laughs> behind that. And it's and you can take Ooh. it as being a kid, but like think about it. So if being a kid, it, if you have the ideology of heaven, if being a kid is the closest you were from leaving, quote unquote, heaven, then 
being older is the closest you'll be to getting closer to it. Mm-hmm. What about everything else in between? And then it's like, oh, are you spending your entire life trying to get back to a place you were at one time versus just being where you're at right now? And that's why I think it's so important to be like, oh, I don't need to go to heaven. I need to make heaven where I'm at right now. Making your mind a good place to be in. Making the friendships mm-hmm. you have, you know, amazing. Yeah. Things that people would look up to and be like, that is awesome. I'm awestruck by the relationship you have with him, her, your siblings. Like, that's something that I wish with yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like create, like, create heaven here. Create it now. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, but the, the world's, world's mean. They so say that's that. argument's kind of hard to say because life within it, like, the world, especially in today's generation, is really fucked up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And... How are you, yes, you can make yourself someone that's super good and Mm -hmm. someone that would resemble heaven, right? But you can't control the other things that happen within the world, you know? So it's like, how can you make this, our life, a heaven when life within itself isn't bliss? It's not happiness and butterflies and fucking rainbows. It's, to me, it's finding joy in the pain. Well, I think there's like, I view it like there's glimpses of like heaven, like along the way. Like, I don't know if you meet, if someone buys your food in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru in front of you, like, I don't know, just like a little glimpse of like, okay, that's just a little hint of what heaven's going to look like. Just like little pieces of kindness here and there to motivate you to be more kind and to end up getting to where you are going to go, which is heaven. I just, I view it as like little glimpses of what heaven's going to be like little glimpses of like god's love or just i don't know moments of kindness is like that's just a little glimpse of who god is that's a little glimpse of who i'm going to meet when i die like i view it in a different way i guess than but i completely see where you're viewing it i think that's a good way to view it too like making every moment heavenly well here's another interesting thing about that is that we don't know if anything's good or bad till we die don't know a fucking thing about it yeah, the, the shit so thing much. that happened to you could be fucking amazing to somebody else. And it could be a give and a take there. So it's like, oh, what if our heaven is a hell so then someone else can have a heaven? Would someone be okay with that? Say that one yeah, more. Yeah, I'm brain. What, so Roll that back. What if, because sometimes someone else suffers so you can have joy. Yes. yes. What if you suffer in heaven? So someone else can have joy. Your heaven is a hell for someone else. I don't want to do that. Yeah, me neither. Perhaps. Why don't you want it? I want to be in heaven. I don't want to be in hell. Why don't I have to go to hell for them well, to be happy? You suffer no. for someone else? For eternity? No. If it meant eternal happiness for them? No. Oh, so then is heaven a self-centric thing? No. Everybody should Wait, just... but didn't you just say you don't want to suffer somebody else? Well, I'm not about to be like, take me down to the fiery furnace so that they can go <laughs> dwell the in deep... the glory of the golden gates. Like, who is this person? Who's the person that I'm sacrificing for? My mom? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. Why can't we all go? Sorry, mom. I, I'm not doing all that. Kidding. Love you. <laughs> we all, I'm trying to take people with me, not give up my spot, you know? What if I lived a life worth heaven, right, in... in God looks at me and he says, you know, you, at the end of the day, you know, you, you had a faith in me and we had this connection and you believed in me by the time you died and you did all these good beings, but fuck you. <laughs> You're going to go burn for Karen down the street. No, 
like what, Karen down if, the street. What if Karen is not my better than you? I don't Karen think it's even, you're not wait. It's not wait. I don't believe that it's weight off who's better than who. I just think it's like, God, sh- I think, I mean, obviously this is a very controversial thing to say, but I think God shows himself in so many ways in the world. And I think if you just see him and believe in him, I don't necessarily think that it's based off of like actions, like how many good deeds on, are on your list? Like yeah. what have you done good? And is it better than Sherry over there? And if it's not, then Sherry's going in the Golden yeah, Gates no, and you're going to burn like in the all. furnace. Well, well, then it, well, then it comes into like, and here's my only issue with that belief structure is that if you say that, there's an if-then statement. If you believe this, then you have to believe this. So when people say like, oh, you just need to believe in God. Well, it's like, I could murder people and believe in God and get in heaven with that concept. Well, then you're like, well, no, no, no. It, you just can't do that thing. And it's like, <laughs> what? And then you're like, okay, but I did all these amazing things and I did one bad thing. It's like, okay, no, well, then actually, this- there's actually, it's a thing. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Everything you're saying now is now projecting on this the scale mm-hmm. that we're making up in our head mm-hmm. so then it's like why are you a good person and it's like are you a good person just so you can get something in the end so you can have heaven is yeah that the only reason you do good things no because i think what it is is also her brain's turning right now <laughs> i was just yeah go on it makes me think i mean yes of course it makes me think but then also you have to rely back on where it's i don't think it's doing actions that are the reason you get in heaven or like you say like checklist and yeah i think a lot of people go back to that in our own selves not in a religion like god himself because i think god knows your intentions like for instance if i was driving down the road and i accidentally turned out of a i don't know a turn and i hit a car and it killed that person obviously my intentions i had no intention to kill someone right but it happened yes is that way on my moral and all these other things but I think God knows your intentions with things and your morals. Because I think everything at the end of the day boils down to your intentions of something. But you could have good intentions and still do bad things. Yes. Yes. And I agree with that. But I'm saying, is it as wrong if I go into someone saying, I want to go hurt their feelings and I do it. And I say that mean thing and it does it. Or if I'm trying to help them and I accidentally say the wrong thing. But my intentions were to help them and it hurts their feelings. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, yeah. It's, it's understanding the intention behind it. But yeah. then it's like, at what point? Is that scale or is this thing okay? Because you can have the intention. You, uh, reality is subjective, end of the day. Everything you do is based on what you decide to interpret it as. Okay. So if I, uh, Hitler, had the best fucking intentions <laughs> to himself. Hitler did not have good intentions. We, we didn't have to bring hit into this. Hitler, that's who we're going to say? No, anybody. <laughs> anybody who, who thinks of themselves and in their reality, they're like, I'm doing this for the good. And they're and they believe that. What's the difference? Because there is still right and wrong. How is it killing right? billions of Jews in a furnace what? and pulling out on a left hand turn and accidentally killing someone <laughs> are completely different. But what I'm saying Him is that his mustache. if you're basing it on intention, then it doesn't work. Because yes, Karen, but okay, yes, but you really think Hitler's intentions were. I'm sure in his head, nine, his fucking killed head. you. You think that's what Hitler was thinking? Oh, God, all these Jews, I'm going to make the world a better place. Yeah, and Hitler no, had the best intentions. I bet, yeah, Hitler, Hitler over there. Okay, okay he here's was, what I'm saying. Intention doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, Osama bin Laden, when he ran into the Twin Towers, had good intentions. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what you're, Cameron, yes, but. If you are driving a car and you, and you kill someone in a car wreck because you turned the wrong way, it doesn't matter what you thought. None of that mattered. It mattered what you did. 
Speak your truth. Um, I think like if you, I don't think it's based off actions or, or I mean, I think intentions has to do with it. But I think when I think God like shows himself to people or tries to show himself to people, even if it's just through nature or if, I mean, most, not everybody, obviously, but most people have heard about God, like, and get to choose, like, if they want to research into that or not, like, and so I think if God, if you see God for who he is, like, if God shows himself to you or you're, you develop this, like, belief in God, I don't think that once you have that belief, you're just like, golden ticket, like, you're yeah. going in. Yeah. But I think if you genuinely see God and you genuinely believe in God, I think that that, he naturally transforms your, like, it just naturally happens like your heart or your mind is just transformed a little bit. Like you just view the world differently and not that you're going to make like all the right decisions or you're, you're still going to make horrible decisions because we're human. But I think the difference is, is like when you actually believe in God genuinely, I think it just changes. Like I'm not going to go murder somebody if I genuinely believe in God. Like that's not in my capacity like that in your capacity but other people's capacity is if they but if they genuinely believe in god and that is like actually a like the god of love the god of all these things whatever i don't think that that person could fully i don't think that they can believe in god and then choose to go end someone's life exactly. I, awesome. if they did end someone's life they never truly believed in god or never fully yep. actually well then you're at that point then you're you're disregarding someone's reality maybe and you're saying <laughs> and then you're saying your feelings don't matter what you think doesn't matter well you mean if I you're murdering matters. somebody yeah i can't if there's someone have uh that's like someone last tuesday yeah no, you were wrong yeah your headspace in that time doesn't matter you're a piece of crap well no but what i'm saying here is that you guys are taking these situations and looking at it as it just is what it fucking is. Okay, fine. Then okay. And I say, but think of the ideal. Think of that person. Really put yourself in their shoes and try to understand instead of just having that initial reaction of like, "Oh, fuck you." Like, think about that. Okay, let me think about let me cheat on you. Let me think about Hitler real quick. No, Kate, yeah, don't. no, can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I okay. I do understand. Yes, you should always put yourselves in other people's shoes. But like she said, how you can see growing up, you can see acts of kindness or God showing His little light. Right? You see these things that make other people happy. That's, I think, is how you learn what kindness is or how love is shown or you see someone do something bad and how that impacts someone else. You learn as you get older the right and wrong. And I think at a very young age, you realize killing someone is not good. Yeah. But so back to the original statement we were trying to make of getting into heaven and doing. But I don't think it's getting in. I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a golden ticket and run away. And woo. yeah, it's OK, let's say right. Heaven's not real. Nothing's real. All this, right? At the end of the day, though, I think it motivates people to do good things. And even if you don't believe in it, you can't sit there and deny that. That's not a beautiful thing. Having some... If we lived forever, we wouldn't be motivated to do anything, right? And it's like, well, I'm going to fucking bitch around here for seven years or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? I've the rest of my life. I might as well do it seven years in a dump. Whatever. I'm saying, like, those that motivation to be able to do something good mm -hmm. within itself is beautiful that you want to show love to someone or you want to have this act of kindness. So then that way you make other people impacted feeling good. Yeah. So yeah. it almost seems as if the pursuit of heaven is better than heaven itself. No, no. No, but if, well, the, if the pursuit is actually, oh, in a whole doing the actions that, is better. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Well, think so. I mean, also think about it too. When 
and this is just my ideology, but when you're in heaven, what are you doing? No, that's I'll like anybody. I don't. I don't know. What I'm doing. Got a lot of questions about the schedule up there, but I haven't gotten to ask you yet. Think, you think we're allowed to sleep in in heaven? I doubt it. I don't know why, but I, I imagine I'm thinking. I, maybe we'd actually want to wake up early because I sure as hell never do. I feel like I'm gonna like just spring up. Well, Cameron told me like the other day that he wakes up intensely. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I wake up and I'm I jump out of bed. I'm just excited. That's so. Is that not weird? Oh, wow. Yeah. No. I wake up and I'm like, it takes about forty five minutes. Yeah. To like, just sit on my phone, get in bed. I take a piss. Yeah, normally. Maybe like, I'll, I'll force myself to hold it because I'm so lazy to get out of bed. That's bad. Well, I'll roll around for a I while. Mean, <laughs> so here's the thing. This is why I don't I don't fuck around like that. Like why like, like things are so like scheduled. It's not scheduled, but just urgent. Like if I need to tell someone I love them, I fucking just tell them right now. Because because time is so short, why am I laying in bed for 35 minutes? Why am I sitting there not doing that? Because you're exhausted because of yesterday's work. If I'm exhausted thinking work, about what I have to do today. Did you love what you did? Yes. Yes. I think you can be exhausted and love what you did. Because I'm standing on my feet for 13 hours, running around doing who knows what, saving, bringing a baby back from death. And then I go home and I'm just like, I need to sleep for probably four days. See, that's a valid reason to be tired. And like nothing. parents are crying and everybody's upset. But and so here's the thing too with an environment like that that's super high stressful and super high strung, a lot of the time you neglect everything with your own health. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred is to me it's like it almost seems like a societal issue of like you need to allow people to take care of themselves. Like mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm not doing what I'm doing now, like why I'm transitioning my work and all this shit, is because the job I did was your job, fucking fourteen hours a day, screaming, yelling, all kinds of shit, mm-hmm. intense as fuck. Um, and it just isn't practical. Like, why am I working overnight? Why am I doing this to my body? Like, if I do that to my body, then what does that say about everything else? Like, am I caring about myself? Am I more likely to drink? Am I more likely to do drugs? Like, all these things that I'm doing. And then it's like, okay. And this all comes back to, like, my ideology of life. What's my belief system? What is my North Star? What is my compass? Compass, I care about my health. Compass, mm-hmm. I care about the relationships around me. And if I am not fostering health within myself mentally and physically, then I can't take care of other people. If I am not taking time for myself, I won't be the best for other people. And yes, it, there is something good in uh, giving your time and essence for something else. But at what point is that thing just sucking it out of you? I mean, even think about this in like a poetic way. Like the fact that nurses exist is sucking life out of you to give life to somebody else. Right. Is it's, that fair for you? I mean, we should get paid a lot more. But, <laughs> but even, no. But even then, it's like, it's why not? not good for me. Why not do shorter shifts, like six hours a day? Two, you can. Why can't you? But well, I'm just thinking society wise. Well, you can, but like. But why don't we as a society and we as people think about that and think about well, it's just something things. fucked up within society? Yeah. Well, it's also hard because, like, when you're under, especially like in the ICU, like the reason it's important to be there for like 12 hours or at a time is because. You got to like watch trends of like their health. And if you're only there for six hours, you can't really get like a good glimpse of like what's going on, except you just have to base it off what other people have told you. But if you're there for 12 hours, that's a full day where you watch them, you see them, you know what they're going through. So then you can better prepare the next nurse that's for 12 hours about that day because a lot happens in 12 hours. Yeah, Everything yeah. in the Especially world. Especially with a new life. Yeah. Yes. They're so. Yeah. I, d- I just think there is. But I'm all for the six-hour shift. No, I think there's a lot of solutions there with – I mean, even think about how AI is going to change the world. 
like how yeah. your job's going to be fucking useless. I'm scared AI <laughs> gonna is going to be AI's going to do something world. better than you every capacity. They're going to be better stinks. than you in every capacity. It's not that hard to be better than me. Better than me in every capacity. Like, and you have Chat GPT. What does it mean to be a human? It's going to run an essay about the baby. Yeah. But these are the things that, like, I don't know. There's just so many different questions and topics to, like, dive into and think about. And it that's why I don't just, for me personally, I don't want to conform to something that's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's complicated. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Especially within the human mind and relationships and, like, other things that have existed way before all of us, like, and what that looks like. So, and that's why I always like to encourage people to never stop asking questions. And also don't be okay with where you're at just because you're like, this is how it is. Why does it have to be like that? Mm-hmm. Change it. I'm a big proponent for like, I just think everybody should be searching for answers. Like if you if you don't understand, I don't know, it bothers me when people in regards to like viewing life when they're just like, I just don't think we can know the answer. Like there's no, and obviously like there's things we can't understand and we won't know the answer to, but I think everyone should always be seeking to like learn or understand why are we here? What are we doing here? What happens later? Like what, what's going on? Like research each different viewpoint and see where the valid, like, I don't know. I just think people who just sit there and are content with not knowing or understanding because we can't understand well, think about it's just kind of in, lame you know the the earliest like 10 bc or something like explaining to somebody what an atom is would it make sense like they would just be like what do you mean there's a molecular structure held by like two carbon and like what is that yeah what? it's outside of their knowledge think about that scale of everything we know now multiplied times two i think there's a lot of things that we think now that people just say like oh we just we can't explain it that'll click Mm-hmm. And it's going to cause a lot of people to freak the fuck out because they're going to be like, well, what do you mean this like this is a thing now? Like understanding like electricity and the neuroscience and like being able to like skin grab like all of these things. You're like, what? And that's just going to keep getting better and better. So that's why it's like what you said. It's so important to always be open to new information and keep learning. And then it's like, well, what do you do in your own life to learn every day? Right. Like, are you spending hours a day listening to podcasts? Are you reading all the time? And then if you're not, then when you say this, it's like, well, you're not living your, your saying. And then it's, you know, being a hypocrite. And it's like, do you want to be that? Yeah. Huh. No, I agree. That's I was looking at that aspect. That, like, so th- this tw- is. What, like, let's say like a thousand years from now. People are going to look back and be like, those idiots. <laughs> they you not, what do you well, mean? No. They, no. They are, so they're absolutely going to do that because we do that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I think back, I'm like, idiot. Like, what do you mean you didn't know that? Like, and, or just like things. It's like, duh. And that's why, for for me, a lot of the like reasons why I don't conform to a singular religion, ideology, anything, is because that's going to happen. And the well, last thing no, I no, but ever for so many years, Christianity has been proven time and time again. So How's it been proven? Lots of what? proof. Lots of proof. Well, everything else has been proven too. No, who, what, when, where. So, they, so there's I mean, proof for multiple different things, like different pieces of proof. But I think that there's well, so yeah, substantial if you're, if you're proof in a society that is constantly saying all the time, "Yes, this is the proof. This is it." And we have the reason. We have the final dot. Why? And then you go somewhere else, you would think the exact same thing, and everyone thinks the exact same thing of everyone else. Well, yeah, so then it's a confirmation like, bias. Yeah, so then it's like, okay, why is my why is my bias better than yours? Like, why is it? Doing that. And, and here's the thing, because Christians love to do this. I went to Christian school and stuff. But they'll be like, 
well, we have the carbon dating. We have the rock. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay what about the, the Nephrates or whatever river? What about it? Have you seen about that shit? Mm-mm. Oh, wait, yes, yes. Yeah. The um, drying up. Yeah, so basically back in the, at some point in the Bible, I don't know, I haven't read the Bible in Oh, it's saying years. like the bird's going to fall from the sky and the river's going to dry up. and you know, River's going to like split in two. Yeah, the river, they said the, that river was going to split up and that it would leave a symbol of whatever it was and it did. It, the, the way the river looks mm-hmm. now is a symbol of whoever the heck, I, demon said whatever, whatever. I would challenge you to look into Buddhism and Hinduism and other religions because they do the exact same thing. That's, okay, so all the religions within itself, they all believe in a God. Mm-hmm. So. It's different. It's different. There's a high, they believe in a higher power. That's the easier way to say it. Buddhism God. is much more like rule oriented. Like you do deeds to get to whatever. Yeah. Is it heaven? Is that, it's, they, it's, it's not heaven. Yeah. No, I think they, aren't they, don't they believe in reincarnation? Is it reincarnation? It's, and it's like be, better reincarnation if you do yeah, good deeds good or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I don't and, know. but that's Absolutely. why you get Buddhism and Hinduism, and then you have like you know monks, and then you get into a lot more things of like, well, so it's hard to say like they believe in that one thing, but a lot of their religious texts, like the um, what is it like the, going to the ashram and all these other things in these cultures, every other thing has fucking predict, fucking South Park has predicted the future. Do we put that as a religious text? Who knew? Yeah, there's, the a, there's a South Park episode that. Predicts the future. Have you researched into that? No. Yeah. Look up South Simpsons. Park. The yeah, I, yeah, I've seen the and Simpsons. And the Simpsons. And like, there's a bunch of things that have like predict the future. So then it, then it goes into, does predicting the future make you uh, really just in that extent? Huh. I don't know. Great question though. Couldn't tell so, you. And that's the thing where I just, you know, keep asking questions and keep figuring things out you wonder what the people are gonna think about covid when they get older just like what a bunch of idiots like our kids <laughs> yeah. like our kids are gonna come to us like having to learn or like our grandkids are gonna come to us and be like back in 2020 they made us wear a mask and walk around and they're gonna be like did any why did they do that they're yeah. gonna back and be like they're gonna see the black and white photos of all of us wearing masks and be like black and white yeah i don't know why we don't have color not now Nope. We're in the olden, olden days. No, but I feel like they're going to make it black and white to make it look like it's older. Like they're going to purposely put like a black and white look filter ancient. over it. Yeah. They're yeah. not even going to like do it. They're going to put a filter and then they're going to put it in their textbooks. Well, I hate that for we're us. At the, we're at the hour 18 mark. We fucking ran Oh, we shit. did. We did good. Um, hour 18. Look at us. Jeez. What does that mean? Um, Cameron should stop opening my blinds and... Cameron needs to uh, stay yeah, like, up. We're not doing this right now. Please hand it over. This. You're going to hit it. Fine. <laughs> so I don't care if she has it. Um, what other closing thoughts? We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Gonna Where die. are we going to go? I'm going to spiral tonight. I'm going to spiral for the rest of my day. Sick. All right. All right. Well, thanks, you guys, for, for watching. We appreciate it. Um, or listening. Are we, is this something people watch? It, there's yeah. a camera. There's, that's why there's a... Do you think I've been in frame at all this whole video, Cameron? Because look where I'm sitting. Oh, you're a fucker. Yeah. This is going like to be just, functional as fuck with camera. I didn't realize that the camera was going to be on because...